Welcome into the Puttcraft Podcast. My name is Reed Nelson. This is an instant reaction to tonight's New Year's Eve Open, which Eric Hasselius wins with a score of 20 under par. He, along with Tom Loftus, set a new course record of 33. The previous course record held by both them, Eric Hasselius and Tom Loftus, in addition to Jacob Hodge. The new course record is 33. I should note that for a brief moment in time, Cameron Hasselius held the course record of uh, with a 34, but it was broken mere moments later by both Tom Loftus and Eric Hasselius. This is Eric Hasselius's fourth Fourth win of the season and sixth win of his career. Um, let's go down the leaderboard real quick. Again, Eric Celius, first place, 20 under par. Tom Loftus, second place, 18 under par. Cameron Celius, third place, 17 under par. His back-to-back streak ends at two. I may have mentioned this on the podcast earlier in the week, but we've only had one back-to-back-to-back winner, and that was Sean Brown early in Puttcraft in the first season. Um Mike, actually, I mentioned that on Instagram, not on the podcast. Mike Pendleton and Sean Brown tied for fourth place with 13 under par. Of course, Mike Pendleton clamoring to get back onto the player rankings. He just might. We won't decide that today, though. Zach Aselius in sixth at 11 under par. Sean Anderson in seventh at 10 under par. Owen Pendleton, the natural, in eighth at eight under par. Robin Schwartzman in ninth at seven under par. Caden Nasilius in 10th at 1 over par, and Ritter Lincoln in 11th at 2 over par. Um, let's take a quick glance at the course record setting um, uh, rounds by both Eric Asilius and Tom Loftus, because, you know, and obviously, this is what happens. They were completely different. Um, if, if we start with Eric Asilius, he had one eagle on 16, which Tom Loftus also eagled, uh, but had a bogey on five. A bogey on five. We saw one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven aces on five. It was a 50% ace percentage on five tonight. And Eric Aselius's course record setting round had a bogey on that hole. So what could have been for Eric Aselius if not for that three? Um, Tom Loftus, a similar situation, although 18 is nowhere near as easy as hole five. Tom had a perfect score, including aces on two, 10, 11, 16, and then he ended up bogeying 18. And 18 is an easy hole to bogey. We had a couple hole bogeys on 18. Cameron Aselius bogeyed 18 tonight. Sean Brown bogeyed 18 tonight. Robin Schwartzman bogeyed 18 tonight. Caden Aselius bogeyed 18 tonight. Ritter Lincoln bogeyed 18 tonight. Um, not so much the case with hole five. I mean, we did see some bogeys. In fact, we saw quite a few. Um, not four, seven of them. We saw four. One from Eric Aselius, of course, Mike Pendleton, Zach Aselius, and Ritter Lincoln. Five is tricky because if you miss five, um, things can go south really quickly. And Eric missed it. He had to basically lay back up in front of the hole in order to knock in the bogey. Now, here's the thing. Had he gone for the uh, the birdie, the two, it's possible the ball would have ended up behind that black... Uh, piece, the, 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 the piece that's raised above the ground. Um, and he would have ended up possibly not winning the event. Um, if he ends up with the five or a six on that hole. So the smart play there, but oh, what could have been, um, Eric Aselius had aces on one, 
on two, on 16, and on 18 in his uh, for his 33. Just for fun, let's take a look at Cameron Asilius' 34. Technically, it was a course record for a couple minutes. Um, he had bogeys on both 12 and 13 um, and ended up birdieing. He, he got off to a hot start. I don't know if he started on one. Um... He did not start on one. I know that for certain because I know that Eric and Tom started on one. Uh, but this is how Cameron Aselius's first um, eight holes went. Um, again, knowing full well he didn't start on one, he went two, one, two, two, one, one, two, one. So after eight holes, he had a score of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Um, I do recall looking at. Um, the leaderboard, probably a third of the way, maybe 40% of the way through the first round. And I think Cameron had a lead of four strokes. Um, don't quote me on that for sure, but, um, I, I, I believe, I believe that was, uh, the case. This was Eric Caselius's first win since August. August 30th, to be exact, at the Eagle Lake Open, where he won that by three strokes over Josh Benish. Um, and then he had won Lilliput Open prior to that. So he had actually gone um, back to back on open events. He won Lilliput uh, by three strokes with a 32 under par over uh, Zach Casilius. So um, back in the winner's circle for Eric Casilius, again, his fourth win of the season and his sixth win overall for his career. Um, so a very, very, very successful night for him. Of course, he also thwarts Cameron's attempt at a three-peat. But, you know, I, I don't want to take too much away from Cameron Asilius with a 17 under par. That is a score that um, wins this event every single other time except today. Okay. Sean Brown's 13 under par. Eric Asilius is 16 under par last year at this time. Tom Loftus is 14 under par. Cameron Aselius is 17 under par, wins this event every single time. That is a winning score. Starting to use that term a lot more. I like it. I think it, I think it works um, to kind of illustrate the, the, the event that he had. That, that, that is a winning score. And I mean, for the record, Tom Loftus is 18 under par is obviously a winning score as well. Mike Pendleton. Let's talk a little bit about Mike Pendleton. In his 11th event this season, he now registers his fourth top five finish. Um, and, you know, just a just a really strong outing from Mike when you consider, you know, and I, this, this exercise doesn't always work like this, but I think in this case it does. You know, you look at Sean Brown, who is right now the leader, the odds on favorite for player of the year, um, and, you know, he tied him. They both scored 13 under par, you know, and, and, and that, that, that's saying something that shows something. Mike Pendleton has now been with us, uh, for, for a year. He, his first event here, um, was, was last year at the new year's open. Um, so now that he's been here for a year, uh, you know, it's, um, it's really cool to see the strides that he's taken. And of course, puts me in a tricky spot with the player rankings. Once again, are we going to do a yo-yo situation with Anthony Dunkel and him again? We'll, 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 we'll talk about that at another time. Uh, Sean Brown comes in with the, at the tie for fourth, um, Sean Brown's last win, November 11th. So just a little over a month ago, the fall classic at golf zone, that was event one. It's weird to think that that was, like six, seven weeks ago. Weird. Okay. Um, 
So a really strong performance there from Sean Brown. You know, you're not going to win every single event, right? And and the fields are so strong now. You know, if, if two, three, four months into puttcraft, we were like, oh my God, Sean Brown is going to win every single event here. Um, but everybody around him got better and their new players and stronger players came into the pro, uh, came into the experience um but still a really strong showing from there and i, I to me he's still the odds on favorite uh, for player of the year of course we have we have three months left i want to i want to I play a little hypothetical with that in a bit here sean brown also goes over 100 aces for his career first player in puttcraft history to um uh go over the 100 ace mark so congratulations sean we got it on video um nice nice work there zach Cecilius. Um, finishes in sixth place and excuse me I know he would say it was a disappointing uh, finish for him but 11 under par at this course is a good score you know and, and he had a pretty good scorecard overall he had a bogey on the front 18 on 12 and then two bogeys on the back 18 on 3 and on 5 and if we look at his ace count, he had three aces tonight. Um, Sean Anderson, we haven't seen Sean for a little while here, but Sean does have two wins uh, this season. Will very, very, very likely be a player of the year nominee. Um, Ten strokes off the lead today. Uh, Owen Pendleton with another strong finish. Um, a couple holes he probably want to have back, mainly uh, 14 where he's had a double bogey. The only player to double bogey 14 today. Um, and then and had a streak on the back 18 uh, where he went bogey, birdie, birdie, bogey, bogey, par, bogey, right? So got a little um, got a little cold there towards the end, but overall um, still a really, really, really good performance from by far the youngest player um, um, on the open circuit currently. Robin Schwartzman, seven under par. Um, aces, uh, ace on 16, uh, one of only three players to a 16 tonight, Tom Loftus and Eric Casilius being the other two pretty clean scorecard overall. Can't say the same for Caden Casilius. Um, you know, did not have a single Eagle, um, and uh, triple bogeyed five, uh, hole one. He went out of bounce on his on the first hole on the front eighteen, triple bogeyed hole thirteen on the back eighteen, and then double bogeyed hole seventeen. So the wheels the wheels came off a little bit for Caden Asilius tonight. Um, is is the is the best way to put it. Um, he also registered two aces. Everybody had an ace tonight, at least two aces. And then Ritter Lincoln um, tonight with a two over par. No double bogeys for Ritter Lincoln. Uh, no eagles either. He ended up uh, uh, acing hole number three and hole number five. Um, I just mentioned, I'm going to say it again, Sean Brown goes over 100 aces. He now sits at 101. So congratulations, Sean Brown. Um... Eric Casilius, the only player to ace hole one tonight. He did it twice. Okay, he aced it on the front 18 and on the back 18. Uh, several players aced hole two. Eric Casilius did it. Tom Loftus did it twice. Cameron Casilius did it twice. Mike Pendleton did it once. Robin Schwartzman did it once. Only one player to ace hole three today. I got this one on video. I'm 90% sure I got this one on video, and that was Ritter Lincoln. Congratulations, Ritter. Uh, several people aced hole five. It is one of the most aceable holes on the Puttcraft circuit. Um, basically everybody. 
Everybody except for Eric Casillas, who would go on to win the event, and Robin Schwartzman aced five. Excuse me, Sean Anderson didn't ace five either. Uh, Sean Brown aced it twice, uh, including the 100th ace of his career. Cameron Casillas aced it twice as well. Okay, hole six was only aced by one person. That was Cameron Casillas. Hole seven was only aced by one person. That was Sean Anderson. Every single other player... Both attempts had twos on hole seven, except for Sean Anderson. He had a two and a one. Only three aces on hole eight, Eric Asilius, Cameron Asilius, and Zach Asilius. No aces on hole nine, bunch of pars, uh, a couple of bogeys. Um, one ace on hole 10, that was Tom Loftus, who aced hole 10. Hole 11, speaking of Tom Loftus, he aced it Twice tonight, he was one of only four players to ace hole 11. Sean Brown did it once. Zach Casilius did it once. Sean Anderson did it once. Hole 12, only one ace tonight, and that was by Owen the Natural Pendleton. Nobody aced 13. Nobody aced 14. One person aced 15. That was Caden Hasilius. Um... And then uh, 16, Eric Celius did it twice. Tom Loftus did it once. Robin Schwartzman did it once. And then hole 18, the last one, Eric Celius did it once. Mike Pendleton did it twice. And Owen Pendleton did it once. Those are your aces for the evening. Okay, I have an updated um, course. What are we calling this? Uh, course records and info from Mr. Eric Casilius. Thank you for the quick turnaround on that. His 20, uh, 20 under par was the best winning score, um, at all four events here this, um, at this particular course. Again, 13 under par, 16 under par, and 14 under par were the previous three. Uh, course record, Eric Asilius, 33. Tom Loftus, 33. The next best score, Cameron Asilius, 34. That was tonight. Jacob Hodges, 35. That was two years ago. Um, the New Year's, first New Year's Open there. And then we actually have a couple more 35s. Eric Asilius had a 35 uh, tonight. Um, and then last year, him and Tom Loftus also had 35s. Top five events. This is where things get a little little bit interesting. Uh, Eric Celius's best event, uh, or the best event at Grand, Grand Slam Coon Rapids was tonight. Eric Celius is 20 under par. Tom Loftus's Tom Loftus's 18 under par was the second best event. Cameron Asilius's 17 under par was the third best event. Um, and then Eric Asilius's 16 under par last year and Tom Loftus's 14 under par uh, earlier in February were four and five. Okay, most single round aces, uh, we had four, three of these tonight. So we've had, um, what's the number here? We've had seven people who have aced four holes in a single round. Eric Asilius, Robin Schwartzman, Cameron Asilius, and Zach Asilius all came in with that distinction tonight. And Eric Asilius, Tom Loftus, and Cameron Asilius left tonight, uh, adding to that list. Uh, most event aces, we had three people, excuse me, Oh, most of an aces, seven is the record. Two of those were tonight. Tom and Eric, Tom Loftus and Eric Asilius both had seven tonight. Seven uh, was head by Eric Asilius last year at this time. Robin Schwartzman had six last year at this time. Zach Asilius had six earlier in February, and Cameron Asilius had six tonight. 
Um, did anybody join the most consecutive aces list tonight? Yes, we had three people have consecutive aces. Eric Celius did it on one and two. Tom Loftus did it on 10 and 11. Cameron Celius did it on five and six. That is your updated look at the Grand Slam Coon Rapids records and info. Okay. Oh, I was going to play a little hypothetical because I enjoy hypotheticals. Hypotheticals are fun. One of the hypotheticals that I was going through in my head was, um, what happens if Cameron Aselius wins his third consecutive event, which he didn't do. Don't get me wrong. That's not how sports works. Sports aren't shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, but you know, <laughs> he could have, uh, 17 under is a winning score. It's a winning score by quite a bit, actually. And the question I was that that were, was thinking in my head first off was okay, you know uh, Tom Loftus was at six, Cameron Asilas was at seven this week. Um, I, I I I feel good, I feel strongly with that, uh, leaving them where they were. And I thought to myself, well, what happens if Cameron wins on 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 Friday? Now he didn't, right? So he's certainly not going to jump Tom now if he didn't jump Tom before. Um, but you know, what, what, what if he would have won? What does that mean for two things? And again, I get it. This is a hypothetical, but hypotheticals are fun. So go along with me on this. Um, how high does he jump? And the truth is, is it's only happened twice in the history of Puttcraft. We've had 53 events now. Uh, Sean Brown did it. And let me give you the exact dates on here. I know it was early on, so it won't be too difficult to find. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, here it is, I think. Dead air. Okay, it wasn't that early on. We had a little bit of parody early on there. Okay, so starting in December of 2021, Sean Brown won the Golf Zone Open with a score of 14 under par over Anthony Dunkel, who had an 8 under par. Joe Holm had an 8 under par as well. Uh, Then later that month at the New Year's Eve Open, at Grand Slam Coon Rapids, Sean Brown emerged victorious at a 13 under par over Matt Rolston's 12 under par. Um, and then he went for the three-peat uh, golf, a month later at the Golf Zone again with a 12 under par. And Matt Rolston's had a 10 under par looking up at him. His streak was then broken at Moose Mountain. Uh, where he almost missed a top five finish, but didn't. Kept that streak going. Matt Wyman won that with a 12 under par. There was a four-way tie for second place at eight under par with Dan Wesley, Justin Hackman, and RJ Dusak, and, of course, Sean Brown as well. So that hadn't happened now for two years. Okay? Um, basically the very, very, very beginning. And, you know, I don't know exactly how many winners we've had in Puttcraft. I think it's maybe up to 14 or 15 now. Um, I should probably have that information off the top of my head. I don't. Um, but we've had some really, really solid parody here. And again, we're playing hypothetical here, so bear with me. <clears throat> if we, if Cameron were to have won tonight, you'd look at the second event and you'd be like, okay, right? He had a 13 under par 65. He broke the course record at Grand Slam Burnsville, but he only did it against six other people. Um, you know, but it was a resounding victory, right? So you wouldn't want to take too much away from him because of that. Then you go back one more to the fall classic event two at golf zone where he had a 17 under par and went into extras with Matt Rolston. That was a huge, huge, huge victory. He beat Matt Rolston. He beat Tom Loftus. He beat Sean Brown. He beat Eric Casillas. He beat Zach Casillas. He basically beat the top five, right? 
And, you know, he comes in tonight, he finishes in third place. He had a great score. Um, and you know, at, at, at this point, you know, starting tonight, I started to hear some chatter about player of the year nominations, right? Because it's not just about who wins it. It's about who's nominated for it. And what's easiest for me is if there's a nice solid five or six people that have won events, right? Then it makes it easy for me. It's like, well, there's your nominees. Okay. Then you get into the whole, well, Matt Rolstead finished in second place. Um, you know, back-to-back events could have easily won both of them. And you play all these hypotheticals and that's fine. We don't have to do that right now. It's not award season yet. It will be award season soon. Um, excited, excited, excited for that. But kind of lost my train of thought here. Um, yes, the, 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 the w- people started talking about player of the year nominations and, to me, Cameron Aselius is going to be on that list. I'm not putting him on it yet. This is all unofficial. This is Stephen A. talking right now. This is not the official um, uh, 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 award season committee out there. I'm seeing somebody who had back-to-back wins and who's overall played really, really, really well in the back half of the season. And then tonight comes out and just absolutely putting with extreme amount of confidence. So I'll say this to wrap up the hypothetical number one, um, Cameron Aselius, if he were to win tonight, I'd have him in the top three of the player rankings. I'd probably have him at two, honestly. Um, and, um, would he be challenging Sean Brown for player of the year? Probably not, but the door would be not just cracked open. It would be not wide open. It'd be somewhere between cracked open and wide open. (laughs) Now, didn't happen. Okay. And that's a beautiful thing about sports, right? It's not like some sports, nothing against some sports where there's judges and we're like, well, I'm looking, judging this and judging that. And, oh, you didn't tuck your chin well enough. And there's too big a splash. And it's a 9.3, not a 9.8. This is, this is, this is, uh, you know, black and white, uh, ones and zeros or ones, twos and threes, I guess you should, I guess I should say, um, it, it's, it's, it's determined by the players on the course. And tonight, Cameron Aselius did not do enough to win tonight. Would he have won earlier this year? Sure. It's not earlier this year, but what I'm seeing is I'm seeing a totally different player too. I'm seeing a totally different, confident player. Um, I'm seeing a player who could win any event, any event, any event that is out there, he could win. I wouldn't say that about everybody. Of course, anybody could win at any time, but um, he would have uh, much better odds than, than a lot of players. So um, that's one hypothetical. Trying to think of uh, any any other fun hypotheticals off the top of my head because hypotheticals are fun. Um, Mike Pendleton is, at this point, probably running away with the rookie of the year award. Um, it's not over yet. Of course, we still have several events before the end of the season, but it's, it's looking like that. Um, you know, tonight, not only finishing, um, in tie for fourth with Sean Brown, uh, finishing with, with a score that, you know, you could call a, a winning score because a 13 under would have won, um, or at least tied in, in previous events. Um, but you know, I, there's nobody right now that I'm seeing that that's an extreme challenger for him. I'd say that's the biggest thing. And that's not necessarily a diss on Mike by any means. It's just saying that it's really your award to lose at this point. Um, and 
you know, I don't necessarily see anybody emerging, um, you know, from the pack right now. It's possible. Anything's possible, um, for sure. Uh, Caden Celius's top five finish streak is snapped. I believe it had reached five and now it's over and we'll have this conversation one more time. Probably not for the last time. Let's be real. I'm going to bring this up a hundred other times. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean Brown's 24 consecutive, uh, top five finishes streak is never going to be broken. It's never going to be broken because it's a product of where the experience was at the time, um, and how well Sean Brown was playing at the time. But, um, you know, Caden, I mean, had five going there, there was, there was never even a thought in my head that he would get to 24. That's nothing against Caden at all. That has everything to do with the field that Caden has to compete against. And, you know, I would have given it like 50 or 75 to one odds, uh, for Caden to, to get to 24. And, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a really, really, really difficult streak to finish or to, to, um, to break. You know, I was, I was updating the course records on our website. Let me pull this up real quick. Um, uh, let's see here. There's records added. Uh, Tom and Eric Casilius is 33. I've got the individual records tab under that. I've got 24 straight top five finishes by Sean Brown and 10 aces in an event by Matt Rolston. Love to know what you guys think about adding additional records, individual records to that. Um, document. Now I will say this. I only want like records that are going to stand up for a while. Right. Um, so if you have an idea for a record, put it through the lens of, "Eh, is this a record or could this get, or has this been broken several times before and it's going to get broken again? Um, one one right off the top of my head I can think of is Sean Brown's consecutive win streak is at three. That is a record. Uh, we've had a couple people at two, um, but uh, but 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 there's one that we could do. I just I just want to add to that document. So if you can think of anything there, okay. Uh, real quick, Tuesday, January twenty third. I want to give everybody an update on this. This is our Moose Mountain trip for this year and next year. Moose Mountain is an every other year course. Um, it is not going to be played every year. Uh, I have to test out the course. I'm going to head out there this week to make sure that everything is in good working order. Somebody had told me it was Eric that hole two was not in working order. This was many, many, many months ago. Um, and if hole two is not working, I don't think we're going to do it. Okay. Um, because hole 18 is already kind of a bit of a bummer. Um, you know, it's it's like golf zones 18 but significantly worse um it's barely a miniature golf hole barely it is barely um so if hole two is not in any working order if it comes to that we will um take a look at victoria borough uh for later this month um definitely def later next month january definitely want to get an event in in january we wouldn't go to victoria borough on a tuesday um i live on the east side of st paul so um you know it's going to be an hour hour and 15 over to victoria borough um so i I wouldn't want to do that on tuesday i think that would be a friday night event so um i've got right now january 23rd tuesday moose mountain scheduled um 6 p.m the uh, Mall of America closes at nine. 
a little bit of history there. We went out there last uh, two marches ago or yeah, March, 2022. Yep. And, um, we went on a Saturday. It was very silly of me to choose Saturday and it took us probably three hours or so to get through two rounds. It's a great course. I love the course. Um, there's a couple holes I don't particularly care for, but overall it's a great course. The purpose of doing this, I know it's, I know it's not going to be a big event. I know, I know for a fact we're not going to have a lot of people there. I know we aren't, but I want to give folks a chance to play the course, um, to, for those of you who played it two years ago to measure up where you are versus where you played it two years ago, you know, Oh, I got a 48 two years ago and I got a 42 this year, you know, like that sort of thing. And I want to give you an opportunity to break Justin Hackman's record there. Um, so it's, it's an every other year course. This is a, this is our one opportunity for the year of 2024 and we'll go back again in 2026. That's how I see it. Um, I, I just don't see us going there every single year. You know, if, if we could get in there on a Saturday and it would be fine and it would be playable on a Saturday, that'd be one thing. I know it's not convenient for a Tuesday night event. Um, but I'm, I'm just really, really, really scared of, of the crowds. Um, I'm still a little bit traumatized from the last time we were there. Um, that, that, that was kind of a bummer. So, okay. That is it for tonight. Again, congratulations to Eric Celius on his fourth win of the season and sixth win of his career. Um, Eric, don't, don't worry. I'm not, I'm not saying, I I know I haven't mentioned your name next to player of the year during this podcast. It doesn't mean you're not in the mix. Everybody's in the mix text technically, you know, brand new player could come out and win every single event from here on out. And uh, they're absolutely in the mix. So, um, it wasn't a full deep dive. It was just a hypothetical, just fun. So congratulations, Eric Asilius on the win. Congratulations, Tom Loftus and Eric Asilius on the new course records at Grand Slam Coon Rapids. And if you aren't aware, we do have Grand Slam Coon Rapids tentatively scheduled for March 15th, Friday night, March 15th. So we will get another opportunity at Grand Slam Coon Rapids. I know a lot of you really like this course. So thanks everyone. Have a great weekend.